good evening. This is Pastor Jay with the Anointed Radio Show. And we're going to go ahead and start off in decency and order. And we're going to start from the Word. And the Word coming from John 10 and 10. And the Word says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The enemy will tell you something is free, free, you, you, you free, you got freedom of speech, freedom of all this, but usually the things that the enemy is telling you that is so free, you got freedom to do, is usually a way of bondage. Just think about it, it says even in the Bible, what would you do with your precious freedom? Because you have the freedom of choice. And if you kill somebody, guess what? Your freedom getting taken away. Not by your choice. Not by your choice. Amen. So I just want everybody out there to think about what are you doing with your freedom? The enemy is coming to destroy your dreams, to destroy your relationships, to come and after your whole anointing. So I, 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 I ask you today, are you challenging the things that the enemy says because a lot of times we don't challenge it we just go with it because it seems tempting everybody doing it challenges stand firm on the word and on God's promises dear father thank you lord for everything that you're doing right now in the name of yes, Jesus lord. be with us touch us expand us lord yes, be lord. with us to to be able to reach people that cannot that haven't been reached touch the hearts that are searching and yearning for you, Lord. God, we just thank you. God, bless everybody that's listening right now. Bless everybody that's listening in the playback. Let you show up in their life where something miraculous comes up, where they could see the evidence that they're looking for in you, God. Let them have that experience with you so they could truly have a relationship and not a hearsay of what they think you are. They can know who you are. And God, we just give you everything with thanks and praise and i love you and i give you all the glory and all the praise in jesus precious name amen 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 we have a special interview for you guys and actually just to kind of talk up a little bit about who we have an interview with this artist is one of the artists that was during the time that I transitioned from being unsaved mm. to being saved. Okay. And his music, I used to have on repeat. I remember uh, we even praise danced to his music, and oh, it, wow. it was amazing, you know, and it's a great honor to have him on the show just to, so, you know, for him to kind of just know that he planted a seed all the way in Antioch, California, mm. to have anointed radio that is now a manifestation from the evidence of his gift. Right. So I want everybody to give a warm welcome to Micah Stampley, yes. y'all. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Hi there. Hey. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to go start off with the icebreaker question. Okay. All right. So the icebreaker question is, what kind of shoes do you prefer? Sneakers or sandals? 
sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Crocs person? Crocs I am not. Not at all. I was about to say that you got your Crocs. I got Crocs on in the studio right now. Crocs are wonderful. No way. I'm keeping my feet covered. <laughs> so... One thing I wanted to ask you, Micah, starting into your interview, is what was the very first ministry that you did growing up? It was uh, music. Um, I come, my back, background, I come from a lineage of pastors, preachers. My grandfather was the right-hand man to the founder of the Church of God in Christ, Bishop Mason. And um, my grandfather founded the second culture church in history in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So uh, ministry, I tried to run from it, (laughs) but but there was no way I was going to escape that kind of lineage. Amen. You know, and I think that's the great thing when you finally say, you know what, I can't fight it no more. I'm just going to go ahead and serve God the way that I know he wants me to do. Because I think a lot of people have that similar situation where they run from it. Because if you've seen the background of all the stuff that they, you know, your parents have dealt with, your grandparents have dealt with, and all the church life, um, I guess you could say the church life attributes that come with being in leadership in church and starting a church and being a minister and the burden that it holds that you you know, it can't just be you because you don't want people to be like, man, well, I saw minister so-and-so do that so I could do it, and then you got blood on your hands. So it's like I think that is something that a lot of people can relate. And so what was the thing that made you stop running? Um, I had a situation. Let me kind of back up here. I'm the fifth out of nine children. I'm the youngest boy. There were five boys and four girls. I'm the youngest boy. Only one of the girls are older than me, maybe five years older than me, and then uh, the other three girls are younger than I am. Um, But being the youngest boy, all of my brothers were, most of my brothers were a lot older than me. Huge uh, um, uh, gap in our age. Um, Only one of them was two years older than me, um, Nathaniel, call him Nate. Well, my brothers, uh, my family, we grew up in a very rough neighborhood um, out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I uh, ended up losing all but one of my brothers. And um, they were drug dealers, gang members, and and my mom just kind of kept me in church. I mean, we were all forced to go to church, but, you know, my brothers were you know, really out there, you know, we all were sort of a pro- uh, product of our environment mm-hmm. for many years. And um, so the only brother that I have uh, uh, that is alive, he had been incarcerated for um, like 20 years mm-hmm. and was released um, in the fall of 2018 oh, and yeah. came to spend uh, Christmas with my wife and I Um uh, here in Atlanta, and I hadn't seen him since my wedding, which was 20 years ago. Wow. Um, so, uh, and God literally had to lock him in prison, lock him up to, to preserve his life. So for like 20 years, I'm, I was kind of like the only one. All of my mom's brothers are dead and all of their sons. Wow. 
So literally, I was the only one. And that breaking point for me, I had moved to California. I got into acting and modeling, and believe it or not, I used to be a professional hip-hop dancer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there were artists that would come into L.A. and, you know, book um, uh, dancers and stuff to do their shows and stuff with them. So I was one of those uh, crew members. And so um, I'd done stuff with LL Cool J and just a lot of people back in the day. Um, found myself in the club scenes, just crazy doing stuff I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. Uh, I'm a PK running from the Lord. Um, and I was on, uh, I was uh, substitute teaching at a high school and um, out in Pomona, California. <clears throat> and I um, was on my lunch break in the middle of the day. Um, I'm completely out of the will of God. And just some random Hispanic guy walks up to me. I'm enjoying the California weather. My windows are down and sunroof is open. And this guy just picked me out of all the cars in, 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 in the city at the red light. I was at a red light. This guy just walked up to, to my car and put a gun to my head. And my brother Nate, that's how he died. He took a bullet in his head. And when that happened, I couldn't say anything. I just began to think in my mind, pray in my mind, God, if you get me out of this, I'll do whatever you're asking me to do. And the moment I prayed that prayer, this guy took off running down the road. Never met this man before. Um, That was the longest red light I had ever experienced in my my entire life. But that happened. And that was that breaking point for me to submit to the things of God um, over my life. And um, I, 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 a flash of my life and my brothers, my uncles, my first cousins, they all came before me in that moment. And I said, God, whatever you want, whatever you want, I'll do it. And I called my mom when that happened. I called my mom. I said, um, uh, um, Mom, what you know? I you know, what are you guys doing? And she said, "Hey, baby, I was just on my knees praying for you." Mm. Literally at that moment that that was happened that happened to me, my mom was on her knees interceding for me. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous yes. availeth much, and God literally let my mom's prayers protect and cover me. In that moment, because I couldn't get a prayer through on my own, obviously. But um, that was that breaking point for me. That was that that moment that um, I had to stop and say, okay, I, I, I want better for my life. I don't want to be, and I here I am running from Louisiana back into the same environments that my brothers were doing, same stuff. Um, of course, I wasn't doing drugs and things like that, but... I wasn't living a life that was pleasing to God. And I left his covering. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But sometimes you can, you can walk away and and remove yourself from under his umbrella of protection. And, and the enemy had all access to me, a legal right to me. And so um, it was my repentance in that moment that, that caused um, the Lord, the hand of the Lord to protect me and to preserve my life. Mm. That is such a powerful testimony. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. 
Uh, this is Lady AJ, and I'm so glad that you're on the show. I um, I wanted to know, could you tell us a little bit about your songwriting and collaborating with your wife? Man, it's, it's so amazing. I'll give you one example here. We were, um, I was in the middle of writing, um, uh, recording a new album. Uh, I think it was my second album. Um, was it a second album? Um, I can't remember which project was, <laughs> right. maybe the third or fourth one. And um, I was recording this song all day. I was, and it was an up-tempo song. And my wife would um, come in the studio. She said, I got this song God gave me in my dream. Mm. I want you to listen to it. And I said, well, I can't hear it right now because I'm in this zone. And if I come out of these ideas, I'm going to lose what God has given me. Mm. And so she said, okay. So the entire day had gone by. And I finally finished tracking the song that I was working on. And I was in the kitchen trying to get something to eat later, later that evening. And then she said, and she was washing dishes. And she said, can you listen to this song now? I think she ain't got mad with me. <laughs> <laughs> she, said, she said, can you listen to this song now? And I said, okay, great. And um, so I finished eating my food, and she was cleaning up the kitchen. I went back in my, in my studio, uh, in my room, and I sat down at the keyboard. And immediately when I sat down, it was like there was a download, like a digital download. Like, and I started playing this melody. And she heard it. She came running in the room. She said, what are you playing? I said, I don't know. As soon as I sat down, this this thing just hit me and she started singing it was literally the same song she was trying to let me hear oh, all wow. day wow god gave me the music and i hadn't even heard her sing the song yet wow, wow. so wow. that stuff happens to heidi and i um like god will give me melodies and give her lyrics and vice versa Mm. And 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 when we come together, I mean, sometimes it's six months down the road. I can be singing something. She's like, I heard that song before. Wow. I was like, No, this is just something that God gave me yesterday. She said, No, 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 no. I heard that song. And then when we get home, she'll go and search notes and things like that, or she'll grab her a little recorder that she had recorded a voice memo. Right. And she'll let me hear it, and it's the identical song. So stuff like that happens to us. Um, and I guess that's that oneness. That's why, fellas, right. listen, you got to be sure you marry your Eve, your rib, and nobody else's. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It you got to be sure you're connected to your rib. Because if you marry somebody else's rib, you're in a, you're in a bad situation. Well, that's a whole nother sermon. That's another interview. <laughs> Amen. So what was your very first song that you recorded? Recorded, um, uh, Take My Life. Holiness, holiness, that's what I long for. That was the first song I recorded. Um, that was my jam. Just throw that out there. Uh, that song, my ver very first trip I took with Bishop James. Um, we were in Portland, Oregon, and we were, he was actually doing a conference where the Trailblazers play in that Coliseum. And um, he was preaching a message on sanctification and righteousness and all this stuff. And I looked at Marcus, his musical director. I said, I got the perfect song, the altar call song. 
And he was like, yeah. I said, yeah, let me play it. And so he was, Bishop was winding down and, you know, getting ready to do the altar call. And I just started playing the song. And I gave Marcus the chord structures and he started playing. And I just started singing the song. Take my heart and mold it. Take my mind. I mean, the presence of God came in that place. Mm. People were running to the altar, weeping yes. and crying. And Bishop Jakes walked over to me and whispered in my ear. He said, I don't know where that song came from, but get in the studio immediately and record it. Amen. 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 And that's how we ended up doing that song, Take My Life. We packaged that song. That was the uh, flagship song for, you know, the, uh, the book he wrote, He Motions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we recorded an album to package with that book. And then he later on put that song uh, on the soundtrack of the movie Jumping the Broom. Jump, oh, Jumping the Broom? You never seen that yes. movie? Yes. I've seen that movie. Jumping the Broom? I haven't seen it. Uh, is it go check the movie out. Okay. It's pretty dope. Will do. So, one thing I, I wanted to ask, because there's two songs of mine that. That's my my all time favorite when I need that worship experience. But the first one is is the very first song I heard from you, and that was "Worthy to Be Praised." What inspired that? I didn't write that song. Um, that song was in um, the arsenal of our praise and worship team when I was on staff in New Orleans back in the '90s. Uh, Bishop Paul Martin. I was at Greater St. Stephen's. I was one of his worship leaders and musicians, organists. I was an organist for him. They didn't even know I could sing when they hired me. They hired me just to play the organ. And um, I was, um, uh, that was one of the songs that they would sing for praise and worship. And when I, I started trying to do some research, like who, who wrote that song, who recorded? And so I think um, at that time they said, mentioned Judy McAllister, but then she said she didn't write it. And it was a guy named Keith uh, something. I can't remember his last name. He was a guy that wrote the song. But I end up um, kind of revamping it and kind of making it my own feel. And I added the vamp to it. Dunna, we praise you. Dunna, dunna. And uh, that song, yeah. uh, I love that song. I love that <laughs> song. I think it, sometimes I hear songs and it feels like I gave birth to those songs. Um, take my life was one of them. See, you Worthy Mary J. Blige did. See, that's what Mary J. Blige uh, did. <laughs> you know, she take it anybody else's song, and they be like, "Mary J. Blige made that song." You, what you talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Heaven on Earth was another one of those songs. So yeah, man. What about? Oh, so here's my second one, and then I'm through. Uh, anoint, <laughs> an, an, uh, not anoint, I was about to say anointed radio. Another, pr- another place. That song. Another place. Man, that you be, I was in tears when I first heard that song. Okay. So, quick story behind that song. I didn't, see, y'all pulling me. I don't know. <laughs> y'all, y'all pulling me. We were living in Houston. I was in the studio recording my first independent album. And um, we were in the studio you remember the rapper Scarface? Yes. Yes. He was in the he was in another room. I think he was in the uh, studio B, and Beyonce's sister Solange. She was in studio C, and because I had a, a live band and like a hundred and five singers, 
we had to take the A room, which was the largest room. And uh, we just told the engineer, push record. We're just going to worship, and whatever we capture, we capture it. And so at that time, that was a really bad storm that that had hit Houston. And um, we were all laid out on our faces, weeping, worshiping, and singing that song, right? And Scarface and other people was running in our room because there was a blackout that hit um, our street. Actually, it was two blocks of no power and not one room in the studio had power but the room we were in. Wow. For two blocks. Now get this. For two blocks, there was no electricity, no electricity in any recording studio in that building but the one we were in. Amen. Wow. Wow. And we were singing that song when this happened. Mm. We were recording that song, and we lost no material during the blackout. Mm. So God literally, the glory of God powered our room. Amen. I mean, just that was just a testimony in itself. It yeah. was so incredible. The owner of the studio was like, um, something has been happening to my business since you guys have been here. Amen. Business has been crazy, and I want y'all to record the whole album for free. Oh, J- wow. I just want you to come. Amen. 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 And I said, I'm going a, I'm to a keep fasting. If, if, if this one is... <laughs> I'm going to stay on my face. Come on. Yeah, man. So that's that's that song. So you are literally experiencing what was happening to us in the studio. Well, because the reason why I was saying those two songs is because when I was a teenager being in the youth ministry and just coming to God, you know, because I didn't have parents that went to church. So I went on my own and I we used to do praise dances and and have a lot of the songs that you had on your album. We would sing it or work, um, do praise and worship or, you know, um, praise dancing to it. And Ooh, did you just call me old? <laughs> mm. <laughs> he tried to sneak that man in. Of God. Man of God, you better walk light. You better walk light, man of God. Amen. Well, I'm just saying, you planted a seed, and a lot of times people don't see those seeds manifest. And one thing I can say is you are, you know, very impacted in my beginning of my walk with Christ. And I definitely want to say thank you for the music that you brought because it brought me through some times, especially when you start as a new Christian. You still on the fence. And I I was, you know, saved at 12, but fully in ministry by 15. And 15 is when um, you, your music was Man, it was going to my spirit. I, I had one of them old MP3 players because everybody didn't have an iPod back then. And I had yeah. about like 20 of your songs on the playlist. And I'd be like just worshiping in my room. And it was funny because with one of your songs, I, um, I was playing your music the time that I, I asked God to help me learn about the Bible. Because it was a time where I used to read the Bible, and it was rough for me. I didn't understand it. I'm like, God, I'm trying to read. I'm trying to understand. And I had your music on. I was worshiping. I was fasting. I was praying. And 
then I was like, God, let me start understanding. And it's funny because now I think about that prayer, it was a seed to where I am now. And I was able to start, oh, it's kind of like, you know, when you start seeing the Kung Fu movies and the people that really start understanding the, you know, the, Ch the Chinese uh, language instead of looking at the subtitles, it was like, I start reading the word and the words just start flowing into me. And I was like, wow. So th that's why I say it's very impact, it really impacted my life because it really started me on the right path when I was a young person. Wow. And now there's anointed radio. Bam. Boom, boom, boom. In that wow. order. In that order. <laughs> hey, this is Coach Wow, Chill. that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that because, you know, we don't, I don't, I don't often get a chance to hear the effects of my ministry on, you know, on, on people's lives. You know, we go and we do what we do. We go on the battlefield and we do what, you know, God has called us to do. But it's not very often that we get to hear if we're being effective. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. Thank you so much. And see, now you're part of history because you you influenced somebody called Pastor Jay to come all the way, that came all the way to Las Vegas to start the first gospel radio station here in town. So see, God is in the blessing business. Amen. 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 This, this Amen. is Coach Hill. I was wondering... Uh, is there a song that you like to sing that's not of yours, not your song, one that you recorded that you just like to sing? Yeah, one song that I sing all the time, even in my live uh, concerts and stuff like that, is Israel Holden, Alpha and Omega. Oh, that's my jam, too. Um, that song, you know, that's an that's a African song. Yeah, he actually recorded that song live in Africa, too. Yeah, in South Africa. Um, and there's a lot of music that is being released in the earth that's that was birthed out of Africa. Um, uh, for one, um, the young lady, Sanaj. I know who I am, what he says I am, where he says I'm mad, I know who I am. Uh, I mean, just incredible worship music but th those are some of the songs that i i just embrace but alpha and omega is one of those songs every time i sing that song it causes such a corporate it worship you know it's a it, it's a call and response to just we all just touch and massage the heart of god Amen. man just to hear people open their mouths and we all in in unified voices Worshiping the God, um, um, worshiping the Lord together. It's it's an incredible experience, and that's one of those songs that really, really does it for me. Amen. Amen. So, is there before you go on stage? Is there a type of scripture or a prayer that you might you know go to right before worship? Yeah, um, as a matter of fact, is my favorite um, passage. Of scripture and and it constantly reminds me of who I am and what God's intention was for us and I'll be quick about this so God always always takes me back to the, his original intent in the beginning um, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 when he's having a conversation with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and he says and, and here I'm paraphrasing hey guys I got a great idea let us make man mm after our image and our likeness 
and then we'll let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, everything that creeps upon the earth. And, of course, you guys know the rest of it. God created man in his image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. But, guys, Pastor Jay, if you flip that page, go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The scripture says, then God formed man from the dust of the ground. Wait a minute. I thought you created him in chapter 1. And what God spoke to me, he said, Micah, I created you before I physically formed your body. Mm-hmm. Male and female were created before y'all were physically formed. But it didn't stop there, right? He breathed into Adam's nostrils this physical body, and Adam's eyes basically pop open. He became a living soul. The word soul in that scripture is defined as the mind, the intellect, the creativity, the wisdom of God. So God breathed himself into this body. But actually what happened was God took the spirit that he he created in chapter 1, gave him a frame, this physical body, then he breathed himself into him and caused life to come in him. Father, God, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. So we are three in one, mind, body, and spirit. Right. All right? And so God always, uh, that is my prayer. God, duplicate yourself all over in me so that I can fulfill your original plan of man on the earth. And so when God revealed that to me, he said that... Um, my responsibility is to allow him to reproduce himself in me, which is one of the reasons why we have to be. And, 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 and I'm going to throw this out here and y'all, I, I, I don't want people to get the wrong idea because I'm not targeting, or, you know, any particular sin. I just want to give you an example. So when, when God blessed Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter one, He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, which means take over. What God was telling them is, keep my reproductive system going. Reproduce more of who I am on the earth. So when the woman denies the seed, or when the man deposits his seed in the wrong place, You are cutting off God's reproductive system. We are his image and his likeness. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It makes sense. And then one thing that I think what a lot of people don't look at because they make it kind of, they overthink it. You're killing the next bloodline. You are. And you don't know who in that bloodline that you killed off. And I think that's yeah. something that's crazy because that's why even when you look into the world of now, everybody's saying, you know, with abortion and all kind of uh, alternative lifestyles that don't go with the Bible. Uh, you don't know that the next person in line, because we didn't know who we was, you know, who we was exactly. going to turn out to be, who we was going to touch, who we was going to influence, you know, give a perfect example. We said earlier, you know, you never thought that. You would make a song and then it affects somebody all the way in Antioch, California. That's exactly. The, but if you weren't here, that influence would not have been there. Yeah. So it, yeah. it just shows like the next bloodline, it's is now gone due to yeah 
overthinking. Because over when a lot of times I I've God revealed this a while back. Overthinking causes sin. When you rush yeah. into stuff and you overthink stuff, it causes sin automatically because you're not thinking with a clean or sober mind. Exactly, exactly. And so because we're his image and his likeness, if if we're saying that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then his character has to come out of us. You can't say you're filled with his spirit and you live any kind of way. Right, right. So it, we have to be sure and careful. And trust me, guys, please forgive me. I don't believe in bashing or nothing like that. Trust me. We all have sinned and fallen and come short and every single day we all have thoughts that are ungodly we have to have a lifestyle of repentance we all do right um but i just wanted to give you an example of what you know things that god has been dealing with me about Mm -hmm. over the years and that particular passage of scripture is one of my favorites because it constantly reminds me of god's original intent for me Mm -hmm. is for for him to duplicate himself in me so that I, and, and Jesus gave it in the model prayer. Our father, who art in hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth. What was his original will? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We are supposed to duplicate who he is in heaven, but on the earth. Amen. That's what Jesus was saying. <laughs> so right. so I, anyway. I I know that's a sermon. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I, I was just getting ready to say, I would like to hear that sermon from you. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that, that's got my mind, you know, electric sparks going all over. You know, I'm, I'm comprehending and understanding that word more because everybody reads that part of the Bible. It's in the beginning, but nobody keeps going and going when you try to read. But you always get past the first part of the Bible. And I never thought about it like that at all. So now... I'm probably going to go home and reread this to get a better understanding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you also have to understand, too, remember, Satan was already on the earth before God even formed man. Mm. The battle had taken place in heaven, and he was kicked out of heaven, and he was on the earth already waiting for an opportunity to get back at God. What better way to do that than to do it through God's image and likeness? Mm. Preach. So y'all messing with me. Y'all messing with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when he approached, when he approached Adam and Eve, he said, yo, can y'all eat out of every tree in this garden? They were like, no, yeah, but we can't eat from the tree of knowledge, good, and evil. And then he said to them, God just told you that because he knows you're going to be a God like him. Mm. They didn't even realize they were already like God. Right. So how many of us, Pastor Jay, continue to fall in the same traps because we still don't know who we are? Right. Who you play are? Too much. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Y'all play too much. Let's go. <laughs> so going back to your music. And, um, <laughs> you have a new track called Fire and Rain. Can you Ooh, kind of tell us a little yeah. bit about your new project? Yo, I've been sitting on this song for like 12 years. Wow. Whoa. I had an encounter with God, and I was hearing this song over 12 years ago, and I it was a, it was a bit radical. And I knew that my core audience would not understand it and would not embrace it. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, there are radio personalities still right now 
that are struggling with playing this song because they say it is, uh, it's not the Michael Stampley worship stuff that we normally like. And this was one of my concerns. Um, so I had an encounter with God. I was dealing with some stuff that I know I shouldn't have been dealing with. Getting weak, I, I wasn't fasting as much. I wasn't praying as much. wasn't in my word as much. And so there were some things that the enemy was creeping and just kind of slipping my spirit. Man, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yes. And then you kind of get weak along the way, and then you got to snatch yourself and get yourself back together. Well, I had one of those weak moments. And I was in bed asleep. Heidi and I, it was the middle of the night. We were asleep. I was living in Houston at the time. And the presence of God came in my room so strong, he awakened me. I wasn't asleep anymore. The presence of God, I mean, thick, almost like he was sitting on my chest. I could not move. I'm lying on my back. I could not move. Now, here's the thing. I felt, it almost felt like lava was mm. on the inside of my body burning me up. Wow. I mean, I was on, I'm sweating, I'm crying, and simultaneously, it almost felt like ice water, like piercing, like you, like frostbitten, like ice water, rolling through my body at the same time, from the top of my head to my feet. I'm burning up, and I'm shivering at the same time. Wow. And at some, throughout this experience, at some point, I was completely knocked out. And I remember um, the next morning, Heidi was waking me up uh, saying, you're going to be late for your appointment. You got to get up, get up. And so I jump out of bed, washing my face, brush my teeth, getting dressed, running out of the door, driving down the highway. And then I remembered what happened to me. And while I was driving, I called Heidi. I was like, oh, my God. I meant to tell you what happened to me, and she cut me off. She said, you scared me last night. She said, it was, she said you were speaking Arabic or Hebrew or something. I said, what? Mm-hmm. I, knew, I thought I was praying in my prayer language during this experience. And she said, no, I heard you speaking tongues. I know what you sound like when you're speaking in tongues. You were speaking a foreign language. From the Middle East. I don't know. So I told her what happened to me, right? And she was like, oh, my gosh. She said, call your dad. Call your dad. Because my dad is a very prophetic person. So I called my dad. He didn't answer. He was in Hong Kong and uh, having some meetings and stuff like that. So he said, son, I'm going to call you back when um, I get out of this meeting. So I said, I got to tell you what happened. So I text him the whole experience, right? So he texts me back. He said, I'll call you. God revealed to me what it was. So here it was. The fire represented two things. That that ice-cold liquid represented two things. Number one, the fire, God was burning out everything in me that wasn't supposed to be there. At the same time, he was igniting a new flame in me for my new assignment. The water represented it was washing away all the debris, all the stuff that wasn't supposed to be there, and and refreshing me, and you're giving me a new anointing, renewing my spirit, man, for what's to come. And so Heidi began to write the lyrics. She just got the first part of that song. Burn out things that hold us back from you. 
Then wash us in the rain that makes us new. Mm-hmm. Let it burn, let it rain, let it burn. Fire and rain collide. Mm. My God. Over 12 years I've been sitting on that song, man. Mm. Well, you're going to get played on Noitz Radio. It's, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you that part. Amen. <laughs> so do, do you have any um, future projects coming up? concerts, conferences, or anything that uh, going to be presenting the song Fire and Rain? Um, I just got back from Brazil yesterday. I did it there. Um, and they made me sing it every day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they made me sing it. They made me sing it every day. And um, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thousands and thousands and thousands of young people and um, I think they're trying to make me come back uh, either February, January or February to do it at this big event they call um, they call The Send. And what they do is – now, my, my, they sold tickets for this event. In five hours, they packed an 80,000-seat coliseum, stadium, in five hours. And they're working on the overflow section, which is the other – um, a stadium that seats 100,000. God help our young people in America yes. get hungry. Yes. Amen. Amen. Say it yeah, again. Yeah, so that song, yeah, I'll be doing that song probably there. And um, I don't really know what my calendar looks like right now. I'll be leaving out. I'm sorry. Yes, I'll be going to Jamaica tomorrow for a, um, be careful for a concert I'll be doing there. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. It's right. It's a um, it's called uh, Mission Possible, and what they're doing is they wanted me to come in and minister because there's a lot of violence, that's um, a lot of murdering and things like that is taking place in Kingston, Jamaica. So this this concert is you know targeting you know the young people trying to bring them back into the things of God. And so um, I thought it was no coincidence that they invited me and I lost all my brothers to violence right. and my cousins and my uncles. And so I can literally speak on the subject. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that was very interesting that God would allow me to come and do that. And Fire and Rain is one of the songs that we'll be um, ministering um, um, this weekend. You should definitely reach out to our island gospel brothers out there. Um sh- Sherwin Gardner and Last Call, because they're right there in the islands. And if you need help with that conference, I know they'll probably fly over and help you out with it, because they do a lot of great conferences and help in the islands. I know they're going from island to island, from Barbados to Jamaica to to all over. Amen. So definitely Last Call and Sherwin Gardner. I know we've had them on the show, and they're some anointed brothers. Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. We're definitely checking to that. So, going into um, the last question, because I want to be time conscious, where can everybody find your music, your website, your social media, all that stuff so they could go out and follow you? Absolutely. IG and Facebook, as well as Twitter is, um, uh, I'm sorry, Twitter is at Micah Stampley. Facebook and Instagram is official Micah Stampley. Um and my website is micastampley.org. Uh, 
and anything that's going on with me where I where I will be coming up and et cetera, et cetera, you can find that information there. And I'm usually posting some things. I'm not really big on social media. I'm trying to get my life together. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself together with this social media. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just being pulled in so many directions. It's really hard for me to be faithful to it. I need hired help, I guess. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's happening. Um, and in between that, you know, Heidi and I um, opened our first restaurant here in Fayetteville, Georgia. We own a New Orleans cafe here in, in Georgia. And we're looking to expanding that, and um, as, as well as me working with my father. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys know, know this, but I was adopted some years ago by an African king. So I'm next in line um, to be king, Ghana, West Africa. Um, so I'm the crown prince at the moment. Wow. And I work with my father, building our kingdom there in Ghana. Um, um, from technology to infrastructure and things like that. So God is kind of strategically placing me in areas outside of just music and, and ministry where I'm affecting governments and nations and things like that. So Amen. please Praise keep God. me in your prayers in that area. So I just want to say thank you. This is kind of to Never like had a, a prince, huh? man. Ooh. This is big. Well, it's big for me because being able to just listen to somebody to now talk and have a conversation. I, I think that's just a blessing. Amen. And um, one thing I would like to say is just thank you for coming on to the show and believing in Anointed Radio um, and giving us a chance. But like I've always told everybody around this world that's been on Anointed Radio, now that you've came on to Anointed Radio, you got some family here in Las Vegas. So Thank you. <laughs> was talking about that hired help well, if you have anything that you're coming up, go ahead and let us know. We'll definitely promote it. We'll definitely have, you know, our following know about what you're coming up, you know, going about to go do conferences, songs, music. Just let us know. And any music, we'll definitely put in a rotation. And I was going to say, man, so do you sell beignets at your New Orleans restaurant? <laughs> Absolutely. From sunup to sundown. So you need to bring one of them to Las Vegas. <laughs> First class. Just yes, put put that in the atmosphere right there. You know, Las yeah, Vegas yeah, might be yeah, the move. Yeah. You know, we got the Raiders and the Aces and everybody here. They will. They your place will be a hot commodity here in Las Vegas. Is either hey, you know what? You never know what God would do. So just Amen. you know, hey man, right. I'm open to whatever He wants to do. And I, and, you know, we're expanding the brand now. You know, we're actually packaging our beignet mix. Yeah. And um, so we're working on a number of things, man. So hey, you never know. We may end up in Vegas and California and some other places. Amen. Oh, I'm praying on that. Uh, Amen. <laughs> so like I said, thank you so much. Thank you. And. Don't be a stranger. If you need any help from us here in Las Vegas, definitely let us know. Amen. I thank you guys for your support. Thank you so much for even being interested in playing my music. Thank you for your support over the years and fire and rain. So um, it, it's it's uh, I love this song and I believe it's a it's very pivotal time right now for people to hear what God is saying. And I believe that God wants us to understand that he, you know, allow him to, to put, uh, uh, place us, uh, lay us down on his operating table and, and do surgery on us, you know, and he'll, he'll, you know, he'll sew you up and, 
and you'll heal up real good and real nicely. So, <laughs> so it's okay. You know, sometimes it's painful to go through those um, uh, surgical moments, but he's a healer. He's a deliverer, and we have to be willing to allow him to to take us through our uh, process to get us back whole. So, again, this song is one of those healing mechanisms. I believe that with all my heart. And thank you so much for your support and playing it. Amen. We appreciate you, too. Amen. 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 That was Michael Stampley, man. That was crazy. So we're going to go ahead and play his song, and then we're going to come back and do That's Not Nice. But everybody, I want you guys to listen to Fire and Rain, y'all. Here it go. Hearts on fire. Kingdom come. Sacrifices we left behind. Holy vessels we raise you high. Yeah.
here on Anointed Radio, Fire and Rain. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and go into that That's Not Nice. So our That's Not Nice is coming from Mr. Coach over there, <laughs> who's looking at me like, what you mean? <laughs> I passed the information along. Oh, you passed the information. So we got that That's Not Nice, and we're going to have Lady AJ do it. Oh. Rudy, I got go, I do I it. Mean, so basically, uh, in North Carolina, uh, older woman followed a girl, eighteen year old woman, into the bathroom, and told her since she was a little bit overweight, possibly, that she shouldn't be wearing churches. I mean, shorts on stage. That's not nice. That's definitely not nice. So let's go ahead and hit them with the that's not nice. Not nice. That is not nice. I, I first of all, not in the house of the Lord. First of all, how are you gonna talk about somebody in the house? In the house of the Lord. Right. That's not nice. That's not of God. Stop it. Don't you have to say it like that? <laughs> stop it. It was interesting. The woman did stop when she noticed that when she, the young woman told her that she was being uh, recorded and she was gonna share it, and she backed out of there, didn't she? Oh yeah, she walked up out the bathroom. That's crazy. So. We're going to go ahead and go back in the mix, play a few songs, and then we're going to do our outros. Amen. 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 Another place. We're in another place. We're in another place. 
Take us to another realm in your glory. prayer in this place. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Nothing can 
think about what's going on in our world right now, I don't, I don't know if you're aware of it, but the mark of the beast 666 is flowing through this country right now. Actually taking a toll through our country. And this song says, we got to be holy. Amen. Holiness, holiness is what I long for. Holiness is what I need. Amen. 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 So, that's our show. We did our tribute to Mr. Pastor Micah Stampley. If you heard one of these songs, definitely go follow and download his new song. His new song. And somebody was calling me while I'm on live. I don't know why, but it's going to be all right. Amen. But I want to leave with you guys today. Don't take anything for granted and that your work in the Lord is not in vain. Amen, amen. And this is Coach Hill. You can find me on Instagram at 910coach. And remember, patience is a talent that a lot of people don't have. And this is Lady AJ. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. And just remember, the only way out is through. See y'all on Sunday.
Gonna be home.